It's time for the Not Bad Dad Podcast with Fuzz. You are what you eat, Jeff. Mm. And Jeff. And we are funny. Let's start the show. Boom. Cello. Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. Oh, I thought you were doing the other one, the Venga Boy, like boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to my room where we can do it all night. And then, and then, and then, I don't boom, know that one. Boom, boom, let's go back to my room. That's sort of the, uh, that's like the late 80s. I can't hear myself. Yeah, I can't hear fine. myself either. That's why I've got one one headphone off my it's ear. It's fine. I mean, like, I have a hearing problem. Um, it's, uh, that's weird. Uh, I can hear you. Uh, it, it was like that late 80s sort of club, um, like Euro pop, I think. Okay. Like but you knew the one, boys, you knew the one I was sound. singing, right? Oh, yeah. Boom, Yours boom, was Venga Boys boom, or Fun Factory or one of those. I think it's Fun Factory. That's Fun Factory. It's a dollar on Fun Factory. All right. Let's look Let's look it up. Boom, 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 boom. And you're probably hearing the booms as I type my keys on the keyboard. I have a mechanical keyboard. I love it. Venga Boys. Venga Boys. I said Venga Boys, didn't I? You did say Venga Boys. But I this always, is a female singer, I'm pretty sure. That's why I, I wasn't thinking. I'm like, it's not boys. It might be Fun Factory. Fun Factory has a lot of the same type songs, though. That similar song. Yeah. Uh, they have that very same sound. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody say day Everybody say way Oh, <laughs> yeah, way Uh Yeah, so that's, that's fun. I never took you as a Venga Boys fan, but now I'm... Um, well, DJing in college. Oh, I just yeah. Dude, it was like I went from like not liking any sort of pop music to knowing it, it wasn't that I liked the music. It was that I knew I could play it and people would enjoy it and it would sort of like get the crowd going. And so mm-hmm. I was like, this is a good song. This is a good, you know what I mean? And so that's how I ended up uh, getting with music. It was it was less about what I enjoyed per se. It was more about what it evoked in other people. And I enjoyed that. Well, that, that makes sense. That is, yeah, that is the theory you should have when you're when you're DJing. Now, for me, yeah. for me, the um, so programming music at a radio station when I was doing yes. that, different. That, that was all, yeah, that was all like number money. numbers based. Not money. It was not money, uh, especially not in the market I was in. Uh, but the <sighs> the meat market. Yes, the meat market. <laughs> I was in the. Uh, I was basically in the local town market in a back room, which is where our studio was. Yeah. Uh, but the, that was all numbers based. So like based yeah. on like billboard and, uh, you know, right. how a song performed. Yeah. Every so often I'd get to the, they would right. send you CDs of the new music and you'd kind of get to pick some of them early on. Yeah. yeah. But I have actually, I have, even though I did that for 15 years, I have trouble DJing actual like events especially like parties oh, because oh, yeah. i like the stuff that i like is different than the stuff yeah. that the masses like and too yeah. often i i've found myself with an empty dance floor going yeah uh that was that was my fault nah. <laughs> so that's well that's just that's part of it though you know you play something you think everybody's gonna like that's not popular but then you gotta have the hook to bring them back in you know right. what i mean like my big one especially if it got late enough 
was uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, yeah. P- perfect song because doesn't matter. Every woman will dance to that song. Yep. Which means that pretty much every guy will eventually come out on the dance floor or mm-hmm. it's like a good one to get people back or start. And then you kind of like roll back into the mix on it, you know, like so that was that was sort of my good late night hook at parties. I uh, yeah. See, I would I would be like, all right, this is going really well. And then like, here's Stan mm-hmm. from Eminem. And then people would just be like, uh, yeah, it's a good <laughs> song to listen to, but uh-huh. uh, it's got a beat. But it's also uh, Look, a depressing the, and b the, not a dance song. Rainy, the rain's going in the right, background. Right. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm just like singing it out loud, spitting, and I'm the only one moving. Uh, everybody else is getting a beer. Go to the bathroom. I really, speaking of Stan, uh, really loved. I was run, I ran through town one day, ran a lot, and I was listening to Eminem the whole way. And the first song on one of the albums where he's talking about murdering somebody and it's actually Stan's younger brother murdering Eminem. And I can't remember the name of the song. Oh yeah. That song is so well done because the first time you listen to it, or if you don't remember it for a while and you listen to it again, it's like, what's going on here? And then it's just like, everything he works into that is amazing. You know what he's like? He's like Eminem being murdered by Eminem, Matthew Mitchell. Cause he's like, that's my little brother, man, Matthew. And yep. it's just like, dude, what? And it's just like, it, <laughs> It's crazy good. It's yep. crazy good. Yeah. So that whole album, that whole song is crazy good. It is. I and I, actually the the whole new B side album that came out from uh, Music to Be Murdered by. Oh, that's better than the first. It's better than the first by far. Um, Way better. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm. I was listening to that all morning. I've been up since one thirty. Why? Oh wow. Because there was a issue with a client's thing and I'm almost certain we could put some salve on it. We, we couldn't figure out what, (laughs) what the problem was. We've been Uh like, uh, like three of us have been digging in and I'm at the point right now where I think it was a a April fool's joke that they Uh let go too long. So, Uh Uh um, so hopefully we'll fool's jokes, problems. Whoops. Whoops. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Otherwise it's a Facebook problem. So, uh, we don't need to get into that on the show, but I've been up since one thirty, and I've had about a pot of coffee. Can feel my hair mm-hmm. growing, and there's a lot of hair to grow. So, yeah, uh, um, he's been in the back room drinking <laughs> pots of coffee all morning, kids. Let's bring him out, Matt Foley. <clears throat> well, I was just thinking, Lottie was, freaking da. dude. I was just thinking about that yesterday. I had these like weird convergences in the last few days. And speaking of that, I was listening to our previous show yeah and you were talking about our best tracked show so far is the chilling on a dirt road <laughs> yep. reasons fuzz hates jason aldean i think was part of it and a bunch yep. of other things <laughs> so i listened to it last night because i stay up too late later than i should let me hit you with some of my highlights okay from this show from 2015 right yeah yeah from 2015 this is i i only started the highlights for later on but my, my first <laughs> things you said let me tell you my best recycling bin story of my life. <laughs> because I, I can you still must have re- many. I could still repeat that. Uh, what well, I, I, I'm sure you could. <laughs> it's just funny that you talk about your best recycling bin story <laughs> that you have in your entire life. Like, we all have so many of those. Uh, all of the references that I made to, and I'm doing air quotes here, my wife. That oh, was yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> <the> authentic- <laughs> <laughs> eh. 
I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to move on from that. Uh, the authentic Nickelback memorabilia, which was mentioned. Oh yeah. Uh, Kurt did we, Loder. Did we, did we just, did we just talk about the, that again or, or uh, did I not no. speak? Okay. So no, because March madness was, is happening now. So it sort of seems to be timely because if anybody hasn't listened to the show previously, which I can't believe we've done this for more than six years, I know we took a bit of a hiatus, but, uh, yeah. So fuzz, you had mentioned that for work in your NCAA tournament, whoever wins the NCAA tournament gets this signed Nickelback drum head and the winner. And it also has a certificate of authenticity. Yep. And then the winner from the tournament adds value to the Nickelback drum head <laughs> by signing it themselves. Correct. Yes. And then and it's a traveling trophy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that was really cool. And then we also got into talking about Kurt Loder, which is funny because we just talked about him on the last podcast. I was like, well, this is weird. And then also a lot of like the MTV, we're talking about remote control and all that. Uh, we, it was basically the same conversation oh my gosh. six years ago <laughs> or that part of it. And then you were talking about Yo! MTV Raps, LL Cools J, Tupac, Digital Underground, which I thought was a good segue into what we're going to talk about today. And then also your, <laughs> you had a rant about entitled kids and wanting a new iPhone 5, so that, <laughs> which is, I mean, the, 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 the entitlement on an iPhone for kids is totally timeless but yeah. the, the the iphone 5 i was like oh man but, you know they put one of those out every sure. year so whatever i'll give my daughter a new iphone 5 now that's cool oh you think you deserve an iphone 5 <laughs> fine here you go sweetie here's the iphone 5 you wanted six years ago when you were 10 man i rocked a four for a long time i had a long time i had a five for a long time and then i got a seven plus and mm-hmm. i just upgraded to the 12 plus max waffle phone, uh, not too long ago. Um, I actually, so speaking of all of that, I actually had a recycling bin story, not my first, not my first favorite recycling bin story, but I did have, um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter fuzzes, small town garbage grapes. Uh, no. Uh, so two grapes this week. One, we had a windstorm this week. There's like a, like 45, 50 mile an hour winds almost the entire week. And oh, the former president was in town. Yes, exactly. And it was just like orange and smelled like cheeseburgers. Uh, but the, the, there are people in my neighborhood that roll their commingled recycling bin with like loose mm. recycle recyclables down the night before garbage day. Yeah. And then they, oh yeah, they leave it out all night. Then the garbage can blows over, and like the entire mm-hmm. neighborhood is covered in bottles and cans. Yeah. Somebody had four different kinds. I don't know if they were doing like a a YouTube video. They had like four different kinds of grape soda cans nice. laying in their yard. There's like the <sighs> uh, like that old time uh, generic one. There was the yeah. uh, crush. There was Shasta. Yeah, there was Shasta. There was one other one and Fago. Uh, yeah, it may have been Fago. And I was, I was like, how, what are you doing with this? But anyway, just one, don't put your garbage cans out the night before. If it's, if there's a windstorm, I grew up in the country where you didn't bring your garbage cans down to the end of the road or to the end of your driveway until the day of anyway, because of raccoons. But yeah, Oof. Uh, so that's my one rant. And then second rant, I don't know who the genius was in my town who uh, is like involved with municipal strategy, but mm-hmm. 
they had the street sweepers go through on garbage day. So oh, that's a bad idea. So the poor street sweeper dude had to get out, roll all the garbage cans no. up, up onto the curbs, street sweep, and then get back out of the truck and put them all back so that the garbage truck well, can pick them up. No. Yeah. Like get an intern or something, well, man. No, like, like, or, or, or wait till Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, how about we do street sweeping on Thursday and then right. you could do something else on Wednesday. Yeah. You know, water the plants down on main street. And these kids, this is the kind of stuff that you get really upset with when you're 42 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so your air fryer doesn't work right when you yes. can't find an air fryer recipe for your chicken nuggets. We, uh, we are in no air fryer household. Oh, uh, Shanna is a very, very much a nothing on the counter. She a likes peanut she, oil fryer, <laughs> nothing on the counter except for my box of wine. That's uh that's oh, it. That's cool. Yeah. I, that's good. I actually did that a few years ago. I got heavy into, I don't know if we talked about this on the show previously. I got heavy into minimalism mm-hmm. and uh, I had a few friends come over. This was right after I got divorced. So my house had a lot less stuff in it than anyway. It was convenient. <laughs> it was a convenient time to start. And, uh, I had a few friends come over and it's like, are you moving? And I was like, nah. And they're like, there's just nothing. Like there's like <laughs> nothing on the counters. Yep. I mean, like it was like a toaster and a mm-hmm. coffee pot, but it was like, other than that, it was like nothing. Yeah. We've and, got, uh, we got the coffee pot. We've got like a, uh, the key bin, you know, that has the keys and stuff in it, but there's like, we don't have any superfluous, uh, gadgets like an air fryer or a pressure cooker. Oh, look at you coming off the top with like big words. Now, after I was giving you a hassle about your two syllable <laughs> words last week, now he's like, oh, superfluous. <laughs> I've got a list. <laughs> Scuppernong, uh, plethora. <sighs> Aluminium, yes. Um, no, so I, I do have an air fryer, but it's tucked in a little bit behind. Uh, if you come into my house, my fridge sort of blocks part of the the view looking in. So it's kind of behind that. So it's on this like little mini counter space between the fridge and the oven. Okay. So I'm sort of like, eh, nobody's really going to see this anyway. And I got the, uh, the Instapot air fryer and I have an Instapot too. I just don't use it enough. I just don't know how to use it. Right. Sure. Plus being a vegetarian, I try and make uh Spanish rice in it and inevitably burns and scalds. Ah which is not annoying because it scalds. It's annoying because I don't know if you ever used an Instapot, but if it gets to the point where it thinks it's burning, it shuts it down. And then oh. you have to like scrape it and then restart it. And then it says it's burning and it's just, it's way more hassle. Like I wouldn't care if it just burned and it was be done, but it's like, you got to like cycle this thing. Anyway, so I got the Instapot. So I was like, all right, let's try this one anyway. So I got the Instapot brand one, but it's cool because it's got a, a rotating basket inside of it. Okay. So it'll like roll your French fries or your cheese curds nice. or any of those kinds of things. So they don't just like lay in a pile. And then it also, for anybody who likes to eat raw birds, uh, <laughs> it has a rotisserie in there. So you can pretend like you're at the grocery store yes. and you can and you can have a rotisserie game hen or some sort of fowl in there and uh, cook that, which is kind of sweet. I don't think I'll ever use that, but you should, um, you should look at that. It's pretty cool. It's broasted, baby. It's a broaster. That's right. And you know what the weird thing about that is, man, the chicken stuff at the store is just like Sbarro pizza at the mall. Yeah. It always smells so good and they yeah. pump it out. It doesn't ever taste no. like it smells. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. And I always feel like I need a shower after eating it. And so I, you know, ah, yeah. don't, don't do it too often, but don't rub it on your body first. That's oh. the first thing. <laughs> 
this, this feels weird. Well, you're not supposed to rub the chicken on your body. You are what you eat, Jeff. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you guys should see Fuzz. He's like, it's like he's lathering his chest area. So speaking of cheese curds, uh, we are making yeah. an hour each way trip today because I want to get fresh cheese curds from Henning's Cheese in Keele, Wisconsin. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm loading the kids in the car and we're going to the cheese museum. Nice. Yeah. You should, uh, you should let me know. I live about 20 minutes from the Ellsworth cheese oh, yeah. creamery and they're really big, like Ellsworth cheese curds. Yep. They have a big, actually, in fact, they have the world's, I believe only cheese curd festival every summer oh. in town, which is crazy. Cause usually it was a really small event and then like. Three years ago, they must have decided to invest fifty dollars in Facebook ads, because <laughs> people like were complaining after the fact, like we had to wait in line two hours for cheese curds, and they're like, yeah, we usually anticipate about two thousand people at this event, and this year we had twelve thousand people, oh and my. it was just like, oh yeah, over I remember a three day. Hear, I remember hearing about it a few years ago, so they may have done some PR or something because something I something happened, and yeah. I don't, they didn't, I don't think they anticipated the uptake, so. Uh, it's cool though. So anyway, I actually, I had never actually been to the cheese creamery. I don't know what you call it. And so I went over there and you can get, dude, you can get like bags of cheese curds for like two bucks, Yeah. which I know people, if you're out of Wisconsin, you're like, why, who cares? But man, it was Christmas and I got like all these flavors. I mean, they had like 12 Sounds different like flavors Christmas. of cheese curds. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like 12 different flavors of cheese curds and stuff. So if you want some, I might be able to know somebody who could get them and ship them to you too. Nice. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I've got this. Uh, so there's a, a place near us called Kelly's Creamery, which is, mm-hmm. it's a dairy farm that put it a ice cream shop made from the milk from their cows uh-huh. on the, you know, like on their farm grounds. And it's yeah. in the, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like it's a mm-hmm. farm field and yeah. then the creamery ice cream shop. Yep. And <gasps> it, it was on the today show. It was on all sorts of different, you know, like local of- media. Just because it's clever or what? Just because it's it? it's really good ice cream. And oh. and they have some really funky flavors. Like you can get chocolate covered potato chip ice cream and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. wow. That's yeah. smart. See, I think that's smart for a small business like that to mm-hmm. do those types of things because then they stand out. Even if it's like nobody's going to eat this. Right. Like, just get it because then it's going to stand out and people are like, did you try the mm-hmm. honey bunches of oats? Ice cream they had at whatever or Lucky Charm, you know, yep. like yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they they're constantly packed. Now then they're only open oh. they're open from March through December and then they close for oh. two months. And like a Midwest Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um one of these days I'll tell you about the fight I got into with our Dairy Queen owner over here in uh in our town. So uh he's also our village president. So um it sounds like I'm in the smallest town that has ever, that has ever He's also lived. my neighbor. Like, He's also what? my pinochle partner. Fuzz, why why were they street sweeping when you have dirt roads? Yeah. <laughs> good, good question. Good question. Good call. So good question, Aguado. Good question, Aguado. I'm super happy and excited to play this game coming up with you. Um called that's from the $20 sack pyramid oh oh yeah yes I mean it's actually from the $20,000 pyramid but they did it on the $20 sack pyramid on the chronic they sampled it um ooh ooh 
Eggs. <laughs> the fuzzy be sad. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. No, um, uh, get the cookies. <laughs> I'm keto. Um, so the. <laughs> I don't care if anybody ever listens to this show, man. This is just like you and I. Like I have so much fun recording it, and then I go back and listen to it and be like, "Man, we are funny. We are. And then I- <laughs> yeah, we're two funny guys. <laughs> like ten thousand streams. Like, man, you guys get a lot of plays. Like, I know. I listen to it twenty four seven. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's like just two downloads a week and uh, twenty thousand plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like man, I just have it playing all the time. Every ep- a different episode in each of my room and all yes. of my uh, AI devices. <laughs> yes, get those numbers up so we can get some. Uh... Right, just start the start the playlist. Start a, start the playlist before you go to bed. Put the volume at zero and just yeah. let it go. Just I mean, go. we need those progressive ads and, on yeah. our. Yeah, and you, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, they, they interrupted me when I was doing like some numbers thing last time. They're like, well, I've only done this like and I, like and it stopped. And then all of a sudden it rocked into a progressive ad. I was like, come on, Flo, like help me out here. Like, let's get it into like a normal spot. That's really our, our fault, because uh, I tell you what, we'll take a little quick break and we'll tell you why. OK, we're back. So the. <laughs> <laughs> had to go up for air. Yeah, yeah I had to go for air. They uh, they have it automatically picks where that's where that spot is. I can tell it where to put the the ads like, but otherwise they're like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't do that. So we're going to just put it here. We're going to start doing that every like 20 minutes. Yeah. We should have started that 20 minutes ago. Yeah. How to lose listeners and keep your numbers low. Um, alienate friends. Um, but coming up, we're going to play a game called Hip Hop Bid to Win, but we're just going to do the trivia part of it because the rest of it's too hard. But uh, Yeah, it's like Trivial Pursuit. We're not going to do the board game pieces. Yeah. We're just going to ask the questions. Now, yeah, it's got like oh, these cool. little, Whoa, it's like Jeopardy. Yeah, there's like little cassettes, uh, magnetic cassettes oh, 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 that are the, the game board, but it's a super they, cool game. Transform, like, uh, remember? Oh, yeah. What was that? Uh, Soundwave. Soundwave, I yes. Think. He was the cassette player, and then he had like I never had him. He was the bad guy one. He was the original one. Yep. And they came up with a good guy one because he got so popular because you could open up the thing and put in all the different cassettes, and then like the dude, that one was like they'd always come in two sets, and like I always buy the little the cassettes because they were like eight bucks, and I couldn't afford the big thing. Sure. And I had one that was like a jaguar and a guy, and then there was one that was like a bird or like yep. a, something and a guy. Those were the coolest, man. That was so 80s. That was so <laughs> 80s. Like, you couldn't even do that now. What are you going to do with that now? They're like, uh... Here you go. Here's here's my phone. Okay, that's it. That's all you get. Right, <laughs> it's like right. nothing. It's like, every, it's like, well, make it look like all the things that other people... Your Transformers, like all the things that other people use now. It, it, the phone. <laughs> make it look like okay. a... Make it look like your computer. It's a phone. Make it look it's like your f- telephone. It's a phone. <laughs> Make it look like a TV. A uh, phone. It's a okay. calculator. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. The um, anyway. So the game. <laughs> well, uh, anyways, this whole show is in anyways. Uh, <laughs> we, we never stop anyways.ing The um, it, but, anyway. but anyways, <laughs> it's a game. It's a trivia game. We'll just do the trivia part, and really, Sweet. I'll just uh, probably ask you the questions because i can see both the questions and the answers so oh that's uh, a bummer i was gonna say well, i was wondering how you're gonna do that you're gonna like hold it up to the camera and then i'm gonna have to read you the question i might just mail you a chunk of these and oh, then that's a good idea then we'll shuffle them up and, and send them back yeah i'll do that and i'll, I'll send you cheese curds yes it's worth it you're getting worth. the better end of the deal on that i am i totally am 
<laughs> like here, have these cards. Um, the answer is Moss Def. Um, <laughs> Malik. What's his Malik. name? His new name is Yasmin Bay. Yasmin Bleeth. <laughs> Yasmin Bay. Oh. Yasmin Bleeth. <laughs> Dude, she's uh seventy. No. no. <laughs> well, right. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Mia Balak. Balak. Oh yeah, yeah. She's got a show on something or other, Netflix or something. I don't know. I keep seeing it. What Disney Plus? It pops up all the time. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. I was like, date my daughter. Oh, I was on Fox because I was watching. It was oh. on during football. She's like 40 and not married and awkward, and her mom's trying to like get her married. And I'm like, <laughs> but she's dressed. She dresses awkward. I mean, yeah. Anyway. I was I was always way into I don't know if you ever watched Blossom I was always way into her friend Six I thought she was cool oh yes and yes and she had a cool name like how many people do you know named after numbers uh five <laughs> I know five people <laughs> named after numbers one is six <laughs> and two of them are your kids <laughs> Uno we've got Catorce uh, Catorce we've got six we've got uh, the one who is named after we've a got, numeral, that's a mess. We've got M M C V X I. We've got Hunnit. Hunnit, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, my daughter, is speaking of fun names, one of her uh, her fellow students' name is Diesel, which is a nice, strong name. And I found out that Diesel's mom is the principal of the school. So I... Like, oh. Usually it sounds like like Diesel would be like, yeah, like that, that kid's mom. Um, she's not a she's not a school. She's type not involved. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I busy. Mean, she's busy working. Right, but not the case. Mom is uh, a principal at a school, and uh, how is Diesel spelled? Just like the fuel. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was like Diesel, like Dweezel. You know, oh, Dweezel no. Zappa. Yeah, like yeah. where. Either maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like, okay, maybe this is sort of like a hippie boho kind of naming thing, but no. Maybe she's just into the pro wrestler diesel. Oh, it could be. I would nickname him like D Cell. Like D Cell. D Cell, oh. yeah. <laughs> eh, like the battery? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that. I think <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right now. Now that you put it that way. Now that you it doesn't ru- matter the gender, you're gonna have a no. lot of problems with that name. <laughs> Uh, it don't matter your age. It don't matter your color. Um, what else, what song was that? Um, I don't oh, know. Oh, come on. I'm tone deaf. Oh, <laughs> you're tone deaf. Good, because I'm uh, very bad at tone. It and don't, colorblind. And, yes, and I have a red beard, and I'm left-handed. Um, Are you really left-handed? How did I not know this? I mean, I probably did know this. I've just forgotten it. It's just rolled out of my memory banks. Um, like a third of the people I work with are left-handed. I, 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 yeah, I don't know how you didn't know. I've, I've been doing this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the, the song, that's why your left. That's why your left hand's always down below the desk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, the uh, the song was from Freak Nasty. It was the dip. I put my oh, hand up on yeah. your hip. There's another. 90s dance when i dip you dip we dip there that used to be this horrible. dude that i worked with when i was working in glasses name is or was jack bauer i think he's still around no way his name is like jack the, like jack oh, nice. jack bauer i well, traded on that heavily at the bars well before yeah he was not the bar going type he was oh. uh very 
peculiar, but also super funny. Um, Hmm. and he was probably, I was like 20, so he would have been probably mid forties. He's our age, but he would, he would be walking around going, I'll put my hand upon your hip. And it's just like this older gray haired white guy with a giant mustache singing that. It was just kind of funny. So (laughs) nice. It'd be like the guy from big Lebowski. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. The cowboy. Yes. Yes. The cowboy. <laughs> I forget his name. Sarsaparilla. Um, <laughs> I like your style, dude. I like your style, dude. So we were going to talk about, uh, influential rap albums that we need to share with our kids and hip hop and hip hop. Sorry. And hip hop. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It is hard. I mean, so like, I, I, I have like three of them that I, cause we just both thought what three hip hop songs would we share or, or albums would we share with our, our kids? And it kind of depends on the age of the kid. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking in the age of my 16 year old daughter okay. who Fair. I know she listens to curse words, all the, all the rap songs. Now I used uh, to, I remember driving Gucci with, gang, Gucci gang, Gucci <laughs> yeah, gang, Gucci yes. gang, Gucci gang, Gucci yes. gang. Yes, I know so she, good. she's on so good. She's on TikTok, so I know. Um, it's funny because their their attention span for listening to songs yeah. is a minute and thirty seconds now. Yeah, and I went back and I was listening to some old school rap this past week. Like, um, oh man, like rappers' delights, like twelve minutes long. Yeah, or um, I turned on a an LL Cool J album, "Walking with a Panther," and their songs are like yeah. four minutes and thirty seconds, and. Back in the day when you didn't have all these distractions, that was like, cool. This song's awesome. And, and like, we'll get through it and then we'll spend a minute rewinding it. And Mm -hmm. now like if you, if a song goes past like two minutes, they're like Mm -hmm. sleep, they're sleeping. (laughs) So, um, but, but she does listen to, you know, stuff that's. I like the new rap stuff. I think it's fun. Like, um, mm. <laughs> no, well, you, you don't have to. We, some of we, it. We like, don't I don't have... like mumble rap, but no, we don't. I don't like. I, I like some of the funny rap stuff. I like some of the yeah. artists that are out, and I'm I'm just totally just. You throw, and I were messaging about that the other day. I, I'm throwing hip hop and rap uh, together yeah. in terms. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. But but the um, so I. I like let's go so, with your let's go with your daughter's age and then I can up jump my my music choices because okay. I I was sort of like I do that I had this problem because my kids are age range from like six to fourteen yep <clears throat> and so I have to do this like <clears throat> especially when it comes to like movies and things like that it's sort of like well if we're all gonna watch a movie like mm-hmm. maybe Jurassic Park will kind of be okay but yep. like we're not watching like Red Dawn or I don't know oh, what sure, you know sure. what I mean. Yep. Uh, even the new Red Dawn, which is horrible. So uh, the the music choices are going to be a lot different because of that. So I yeah. I will go with your 16 year old daughter who you have like force fed like uh, Grand Theft Auto and all of these other <laughs> things too. So we'll <laughs> here you go, honey. You play this. <sighs> Hold yeah, your gun okay. sideways. Um, yeah. Do it like this and shoot downwards so they can't tell how tall you are. That's right. That's right. Uh, lean. Yeah. The. Uh, so the first one that I would share with her and say, you know, like I'm strapping you in, like you're in your passenger seat of the car. We're going for a long drive to check out colleges. 
Right. We're going to listen to all of License to Ill. Okay, nice. Um, That's just, good. That was actually my first record I owned as a kid. Like, I, I had that when I grew up in Iowa, of all places. That was mm. my very first record. So mine, I, mine was either... That was one of my first cassettes, and I had um, Run DMC mm-hmm. and... Uh, I, I forget which other one I had. I, I was probably an LL Cool J uh, one. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. So, you know, like 80, 88 ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be, that would be the first one I'd make her listen to is licensed mm-hmm. to ill. What yeah. about, what about you? Uh, I would say this album I loved, like I grew up listening to it all the time mowing the lawn only because uh, my parents probably wouldn't be happy with me listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I think I might've covered this on the show, but fear of a black planet by yes. public enemy. Great album. I think it speaks to what hip hop can be in terms of. I had it right. I, that was next on my list. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I was going to say license to ill on mine too. Well, we gotta, <laughs> I gotta switch this up a little bit, but um, yeah, fear, it just, it, it shows, I think what um, hip hop can be in terms of having like cultural messages, yep. uh, social awareness and things like that. I think it really does a good job too, of placing uh, like events of the time in the music. Cause you can listen to a lot of music and it might just be like party songs or like this and that, you know, like round the way girl or something like that. But it's just like, well, when was that written? But it's like, you listen to fear of a black planet for the most part, you can kind of get an idea of what's going on culturally at that time. So great album. Yeah. At least the first half of it, I really loved. And part of the second half, it got a little weird kind of on a couple of tracks towards the end, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I, Yes, I agree with everything you just said. The uh, the so- uh, social, the political messages, um, the yeah, it was. I had that cassette. It was also one that I listened to while mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. I would sing songs from Public Enemy as yeah. a yeah. You know, and my parents, um, my parents were pretty progressive with allowing me to like listen to music and stuff like that, but they, right. They were, they wouldn't let me buy it, but if I had it, they didn't take it away kind of thing. Right. So, so that was, that was one of them that I, that I had. I don't even Mm -hmm. remember how I procured that. I think somebody gave it to me because they couldn't Mm -hmm. have it. Okay. Yeah. That happened a lot. I had a friend who had like a lot of tapes. So I, we ended up trading and copying that way. I think I still have that tape too. I should find it. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I, then, then I should find my cassette player. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I have one if you want it. The, uh, big old, I have a big old like boom box, like double, double deck, like with the EQ built in oh, yeah. the yep. whole, like, like it's like speakers with the cassette things are above it. Like, it's not like the side by side thing. It was like uh, the legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like the one you put like on your shoulder batteries. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. It's got a, in fact, it's got a strap so you can carry with the handle or it's got like a shoulder strap. Yes. So like when you put the batteries in it, like you better be using that shoulder strap. Hey, D cell, <laughs> go grab me my, <laughs> yeah. go grab yeah. me my boom box. Um, <laughs> okay. What do you got uh, next? Next I have, uh, well, I had fear of a black planet, but we'll go to uh, the low end theory by a tribe oh, called Quest. Oh, nice! And so there are a bunch of albums that I think are influential that I wouldn't tell my kids to listen to, or wouldn't like. Um, 
I'll give you a for instance. I made we were we were watching old movies with my oldest daughter. Well, like during the beginning of quarantine, like every mm-hmm. Friday night, we'd watch something from like like the mid nineties that she should well like Austin Powers or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there were a few where we, when we started watching them, I'm like, oh, this is a mistake to watch this with my kid, and mm-hmm. that would have been like old school <laughs> was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm yeah. like, ah, I should, I'm probably getting too deep into the, uh, the brat pack type movies, but, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But the low end theory from a tribe called quest, isn't one of those types of experiences. It's like a right. r- really good musical album. It's got mm-hmm. some, <clears throat> like the style just changes a lot, um, yeah. from, from song to song. And I mean, and it's really different from other, music of that time and mm-hmm. uh i really enjoy that and can still pretty much sing every song that is on there um that's good <clears throat> i didn't actually really get into a tribe called quest until like just a few years ago when fife died because like i didn't yep. really listen to them like i grew up listening to a lot of like west coast gangster rap mm-hmm. a lot of like stuff like that i didn't get into a lot of east coast or even sort of like the hip-hop like boogie down productions type music i just it wasn't on my radar mm-hmm. and uh yeah so like i didn't and i listened to q-tip a little bit in college because yep. he put out like vibrant thing and breathe yep. and stop that album that had that on there i can't yep. remember what the name yep. but that's how i got into q-tip like i loved him actually i finally got into q-tip from uh one two oh my god from mm-hmm. uh the beastie Il- boys communication yeah. yeah or is that the name of the song that's what no, it, that was the name it, of the yeah song. it's called Ill communication or no the song oh. Yeah, I'm. It, I'm losing. Was it the song, song just called "Ill Communication"? No. Maybe, maybe the song. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, but that's that's probably was my really first exposure to Q-Tip. I was just like, man, he's got a really cool voice. Like, I just really loved his cadence, and that was fun for me. Get it together was the name of the Get song. Get it together. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I remember the tape. I had the tape cassette of that because it was green. I was like, oh, this is cool. I think it was hard to remember some of the songs that you, the names of the songs if you were listening on cassettes all the time, cause yeah, it like now on your phone, it just tells you or in your mm-hmm. car, it tells you what song's playing. But back right. then you just had, you know, the cassette that was enclosed yeah. in the thing playing yeah. it, like the typeface is like two points. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it would, it. yeah, it would, it would rub off. Yeah. Well, so. and then the other thing too is on, especially on a lot of good hip hop songs, like unless there's like a continual hook on there, mm-hmm. you're not, you know what I mean? Like the only part on that song, is at the end when they say get it together and see what's yeah. happening yep. get it together like yep. that but the rest of it's like a constant go- there's no chorus right so that one's a little bit harder and that once you oh my god line is the one that everybody like knows on that exactly so exactly that's where it came yeah <clears throat> so so garrett if you're listening that's why i forgot the song name because you're going to ridicule me on twitter <laughs> <laughs> he would do that anyway we have we have a friend a mutual friend who is a very big beastie boys fan so Yes. And he listens think, to the show. Thanks for listening. I think that's an understatement on very big. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's see. On my next one, I'm going to have to go with, I know I'm going to catch some heat for this because it's newer. Yep. But I, I'm going to have to say uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye West. R- I know really? a lot of people like hate Kanye West. And as a person, He's obviously lost his mind since his mom died. He really has not had anybody to kind of keep him in check. But I think 
Kanye West is probably the most artistic person in hip hop in forever. Like I, I just would, I would think he takes the most risks. Right, musically. Yeah. And and that album for me is awesome is what he did with it um i when it came out i was really impressed with it um i think it just really i think it went a lot of places in terms of like uh, the way he built rhymes i mean like even like if you ever look at the song like all of the lights he had like 20 or 30 famous people like record the the chorus part for that mm-hmm. like elton john's on that track and it's like what like but mm-hmm. it's like elton john's not on the track because he's just built in with the chorus of like 20 other famous people so it's just really cool plus if you like watch the um like what he did with the follow-up on what was the album after that the really minimal like it was the oh, Jesus yeah. or yay or i can't remember what it's called yep. but it's like going from this huge like lush like built of a sound to this really minimal like nothingness album i think anyway like you said i think he takes a lot of risks so again i don't think it spoke to hip-hop or rap in in a way that like say like public enemy or some of these other albums mm-hmm. nwa things like that but I think it shows what it can be and what people can create when they work on their craft. Just like, you know, you might have like a really raw, like punk album that's awesome, but you could have this really beautifully like built musical thing. And so anyway, so I'm going to go with that one. I, I I know I'll probably catch some flack for that, but. Uh, well, uh, catching flack is what you do best, Jeff. That's right. So <laughs> Right in the face. <laughs> um, w- uh, well, I think the. I think if I didn't say uh, Eminem's first album, and I always yeah. forget if it, if it's uh, so the Slim, Slim Shady LP, Slim Shady LP, and I'm, I was trying yeah. to remember if well, it was Infinite's technically his first album, yeah, right. but his first commercial, but yeah, but that's that's the one, yeah, that's the one that I'm, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. then and then uh, it, it was just so different at that time. I mean, yeah, it well produced. I, it, you know, Dr. Dre made a, um, project out of him and, and it turned mm-hmm. out awesome. And yeah, I, you know, just for, for me from college, it was, came out while I was in college, like yeah. l- living in a fraternity house. Like, yeah, dude, I remember I got some, I used to subscribe or I didn't subscribe. I just go and buy college music journal, CMJ. And that always come with a CD in it. And they actually mm-hmm. had the, um, uh, bad meets evil song mm-hmm. on it that he uh, he and royce 59 did and so i was like this is awesome and then um then my name is came out on mtv and the album wasn't out yet i don't think and so i was like oh cool like i want to buy this but where we live there was no record store in town there was barely internet i mean there mm-hmm. wasn't like internet advertising it was like internet like here's my business website or something so we had to drive to janesville or i had to drive to janesville to like go to the exclusive company and there's one other record store in town and like these places didn't actually know when the album was coming out. And I'd ask and they're like, I don't know. And it's like, how do you, you can't find this stuff out. And so like I would drive down there cause I think albums come out on what a Tuesday or Friday. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. And so I would drive down to Janesville like every Friday at like three, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just to be like, go to the record store be like, is this out yet? Is this out yet? Is this out yet? And that's like, aside from like when I was in high school and like waited in line to buy like use your illusion from guns and roses and like yes. Pearl jams versus album. That was the only album like I can ever also remember like waiting to get 
and driving somewhere to go get it. And then I actually went multiple times because I, I wanted it so badly. Like I was just way into just how he sounded and what he was doing at that time. And I think it helped, you know, obviously he's white and I can relate to that a little bit. But I mean, that album was just really, uh, it was just really off the wall in terms of what he was doing. Cause it was, it was, it was hip hop, but then he also had like a lot more of like the skit stuff yeah. that he did along the way, but then built in with it, you know, yeah. like in between on the tracks, it, which was cool. Totally. Yeah. It told, it told a story. Yeah. You know, a lot of rap at that time and hip hop at that time told a story in, and they may today, but you don't, the listening experience isn't the same because you're, you're building playlists of things that you like and you're, <laughs> you're finding songs, you know, through social media and those kinds of things. And you're not really getting, yeah. uh, the full album experience. And some artists aren't even putting out full albums. They're just releasing songs at a time to, um, yeah. but, um, totally agree. By the way, the other, the first album I went and like waited for, I convinced my mom to let me go hang out with my cousin who's three years older than me. And he lived, he lived in Brookfield, Wisconsin, where there's a lot of, like there's a mall and all that. Yeah. So we were, (laughs) I had $20. We went to the mall and the only reason I wanted to go there and we both wanted to go was to get the poison, uh, open up and say, ah, Oh, but it had, because it had this like it folded out and it was the tongue. Yeah. The tongue. Did you, do you still have that? That's actually worth money. I know it's worth money. My mom made me get rid of it when she found it. Oh no. Yeah. That it, version's worth money. I know. I know. So he still has it. I don't have my version. Um, uh-huh. and I ended up getting, replacing it with the, the, the part out one. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's the one I had too. I got, cause I got mine at target Yeah, when I was like in fifth grade or yeah, we were at like Sam Goody or one of those yeah. places. Yeah. That's so, cool, man. Yeah. Um, poison. Poison. God. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad I good twenty dollars well spent. I think it was probably like twelve dollars, but I had a twenty dollar. Mm-hmm. So all right. All right. So let's see. I, I sort of like jumped on yours there. All uh good. let's see. Man, this is tough because like even though we're talking about like a 16-year-old, uh, I'm gonna like it's sort of a toss-up because we're doing three. Yeah. I would say Again, it's got to be either, and I'm sorry, I'm going to do two here. I'm sorry. That's fine. So it's either I've straight got out of Compton, mm-hmm. which is hard to, it's, even as a 16-year-old, I couldn't imagine sitting down with my 16-year-old and listening to that. I didn't pick that for that reason, but, but yes. But that one, when I, I remember I was in seventh grade and this kid who I was sort of friends with, his name was Bobby Thayer and his parents would give him whatever he wanted, which fine. He got it and brought it to school and everybody had Walkmans and he's like, listen to this. And dude, it just blew my mind. I mean, like yeah. one, because because you're in seventh grade and somebody's cursing like crazy, but the production and the music on it was just awesome. It was like, what is this? And so I got a copy of that. And I listened to that 24-7. It was just like, it changed for me. Because at that time, before that, it was all like Beastie Boys, LL mm-hmm. Cool J, you know, van- I was in Vanilla Ice even out right then. I don't think Vanilla Ice was even out just yet uh, then. May, may have been, may have been, <laughs> but the... But, it was, it was, it, it just totally flipped, uh, what rap music was <clears throat> for me at that point. But again, I don't know if I could sit and listen to my 16 year old kid with it again. It, also it, maybe another one, but, but I'm going to go with this one too, for what it did for music. 
uh, would be the chronic. Oh yeah. So yep. dude, it's just like on not, I mean, again, I, the musicality on that's insane. I've loved watching like the defiant ones where he talks about <clears throat> recording it and yep. building it, how he produced everything and just, mm-hmm. you know, and if you really sit down and listen to like the chronic, I mean, the, the, the wrapping on it is off the charts. Awesome. And like with what Snoop did, considering like, you know, nobody knew him. But if you listen to it, like in the headphones, yep. like just even like the the sleigh bells and all the different layers of yes. things that he's built in there. And, you know, along with the, you know, like yep. all that, there's just so much happening on all those tracks. It's crazy. But you don't think about it because you're just like vibing with it. It's like, yeah, this is so good. And it's yeah. just like, it's a great, great album. Like I just... I remember because I wasn't old enough to buy that one. <laughs> I had my brother going to Best Buy to get it for me on CD. Okay. And so because he was 18 at the time or whatever, maybe he was even like 17 or I was scared to buy it. But well, I don't know. <laughs> so I bought that book. Dude, we would just blast that thing yep. along with like doggy style when that came out. Like we go snowboarding and just play those like 24 seven. And I was just like that album was it just he couldn't couldn't hold a candle to it. That was so in my list, the things that I had that I want her to like listen to someday, but just not with me in the car is, uh, is all of those. So, um, so straight out of Compton is probably the, the best one. I would say if I were going to listen to one with my kid near me, it would be that one versus their two after that um uh simply because the uh oh yeah so it was uh what was the next was 100 miles and running um yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then well, did a nice remit thing on that yeah and then n4l and the um i wouldn't i wouldn't listen to the, either of those two albums with her because i those get like real explicit um and i just, I just couldn't the chronic I could probably, and I, I considered that actually wrote that down when I, when we both had the same second uh, choice. So maybe, yeah. but then, um, uh, doggy style. I used to listen to when I was a kid, I was on the swim team and I would just bump, mm. bump that in my headphones until my battery died in between my, uh, you know, my heats and all that. And Loved it, loved it, loved it. I wouldn't want to yeah. listen to it in the car with my kid. <laughs> so, no, no. but I think it's important that someday she, yeah, like listens to it. And I, for only, I guess the importance. Whenever I say important, it's mostly because it's good culturally to to understand and like hear the this stuff. It's, but but it's mostly it, yeah. because I want her to have the same experience that I did and like enjoy it the way I did. And she won't, I know she won't cause no, style, I know. change so much. You so, can't. Yeah. Like if my, yeah. if my dad was like, come here, listen to this from, you know, uh, this Earth, wind and fire. Yes, exactly. I'd be like, Oh dad, no, uh, if like, you can like it. It's just, it doesn't hit the same. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like, I can listen to an earth, wind and fire song and be like, man, this is good, but it's not the same. Cause it's like, you're not experiencing in the moment where you're living through the things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, socially and everything that's happening culturally at that time. So I think that's a lot of it too. I mean, like, cause you could listen to the chronic 
be like, this is good. But you can't be like, oh, they're talking about the ri- you know, the riots in L.A. and they're talking about looting and all this. And it's like they don't, you know, right. you just have the reference on that. It'd be like, you know, trying to explain like 9-11 to your kids. It's like you can be like, oh, yeah, we like it was insane. You know, like we lived through this and it's just like, OK, it's like right. it, it, there's no context there because there's no like social right cult, community oh. response to it. Grandpa's talking about the war again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That. Exactly. Cool, uh, man. So, play this game? Yeah, let's play. Uh, we'll play. We'll do three to five questions, depending on how okay. long it takes. Do we need to do a, another commercial break? Let's find out. See, that's fun. Um, <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. All right. Question number one for you, Jeff. What are we What are we playing here, Fuzz? Uh, we're playing a game called Hip Hop bid to win a great game available on Amazon. Uh, but I, um, we're not going to play the actual bid to win part because you, you, we're just doing the the trivia. You don't have the cards or the board and we are, we're 375 (laughs) miles apart. Put it down because I can see the thing on the back. I can't see the answers, but I can see the thing that says answers. Oh, you hold it up to the camera. All right. See, I don't, (laughs) I don't have my reading glasses near me and, uh, and this stuff's getting real. Um, dude, that reminds me. So they were, I, I always loved behind the music on VH1 or like pop-up video and all that. And they had a thing actually on the chronic and, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, Snoop was talking about it. He's like how he started rapping. He's like, he's like, no, it's like Dre told me to do it like this. One, two, three into the four. And he's like, you know, he's like doing with the cadence and everything oh, yeah. like that. And at the end of it, he's like, he's like, man, he's like, that hook is so good. He's like me and Dre are going to get on stage when we're like 90 rapping. I'll be like, <laughs> one, two. And he's like doing this old guy voice. And it just reminded me of that. Cause you're like, let me get my reading glasses. Like <laughs> talking about hip hop and man, this thing's so sweet. Like I had this and we were like tearing it up. I mean the, uh, the, yeah, an- they're tiny. The, ans- tiny. the answers are bigger than the, uh, the questions, which are in like right. five font. Um, <laughs> a rich. All right. So you're going to read, uh, I'll, what I assume to be a lyric. And then I have to guess the artist and title. Is that uh, right? No, or it, it, me? it's more of like, well, I hear it. Uh, um, which 1998 Gangstar song features a verse from original Wu-Tang member Inspector Deck? See, I don't think you'll get that one. That was, that's a real deep I'm cut. Not a, yeah, that is a deep cut. And I don't know so, much Gangstar. Let me see. Uh, is it... Uh, 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 no, that's a ghetto boy song. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. It was above the clouds. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I think the other, These are gonna be tough. yeah. So there are some tough ones. I, I had to read, I had to read through them to find ones that you may know. This one, this one, this one should be, <laughs> throw me softballs. This one should be doable, but it is, it could be tough. So originally known as the disco three Prince Marky D cool yeah. rock ski and buff love, AKA the human beatbox found success as what larger than life rap group. That would be the fat boys. Ding. The fat boys is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one also, is, Oh God. Disorderlies. Yeah. It's also about the, disorderlies. Yes. <laughs> the movie. Yes. That was a great, like watch it on the weekend, uh, because it's the only thing on TV right TBS. now. Yes. Yes, exactly. Who was the first female rapper since Lauren Hill in 1998 to have a number one song on the hot 100? It's a more recent one. 
Nicki Minaj? No, it'd be Cardi B. Oh. Yeah, which is very recent. So uh, props to uh, the, the game makers. hip bid to win for being topical. And let's see. All right. Busta Rhymes collaborated oh, with what Rhymes. iconic rocker on the 1998 song, This Means War? Oh, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, dang. Correct. Uh, dude, I was going to say, speaking of like albums, like I wouldn't say one of my kids have to listen to like Busta Rhymes albums, but dude, you got to know Busta Rhymes. Like yeah. I, we, I was blasting Wuha. I got you all in check in the car one day and I was just like, Wuha! They were just like, <laughs> what is going on with dad? I was like, this I is the dad's going crazy. Exactly that. <laughs> um, oh, here, this is topical. Um, Trash bins. What member of the Ghetto Boys appears on Ooh. Dr. Dre's classic album, The Chronic? Ooh. Yeah, uh, I saw your eyes got uh, wide like, oh, I should know this. Uh, <laughs> name, how about this? Name, name a member of the Ghetto Boys. Scarface? Oh, they're, they're, they're yes. Okay. The, it's not Scarface. Wasn't he in the Ghetto Boys? Yeah, he was. And okay. I, and I, uh, uh, I don't know his name. <laughs> Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Yes. All right. I'll. I don't even need to read the whole question. I'll say uh, which rap group Juggalos. Oh, uh, Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> yeah. Which rap group <laughs> annual gathering of the Juggalos Festival includes events like Fago launching contest and oddball wrestling. That's what I've uh, taken to when I don't want to do something. I tell someone, I'm sorry, I can't attend. I have a, a juggalo <laughs> conference, a juggalo <laughs> gathering that yeah, day. The gathering of the juggalos. Um, is Extentation, a, is he a mumble rapper? Would we say? I don't know how to, I don't know. How to, I don't think so. Cause I think he's been on some, he's no, I don't think so. But okay. I don't know how to say, I always thought it was Extinction. Is that how you say his name? I don't know how you say it. I think it's Extentation. Extentation. Okay. It's one of those things too, where when you're it's on an Eminem album, I think when you're listening, when, when you're listening to this stuff on Spotify all the time, you don't get to hear a DJ go. And that yeah. was such and such. Right. You just kind of have to guess on your own or, or listen to other people talk about it. So yeah. Or look it up on Wikipedia where it does the pronunciation for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. There we go. Um, I can do that later. So, and then we'll talk about it on the next show. Well, that'll do it for this show. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter. It's uh, notbaddadcast at gmail. Notbaddadpodcast at gmail.com. Or, uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, notbaddadcast. Awesome. Cool, man. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Great.